Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. Ingram, my BF, took it to the house and finished it off with a nice little spinorama at the end. It was a thing of beauty. Your, your pillow talk uh, that evening must have been spectacular. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm, I put that one on the spank bank. Should we retry this? You can't make Ralph do the ad again. <laughs> and now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. All right. Welcome to... Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping at dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you are getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot means it's a great deal a yellow dot means it's a good deal and a red dot means you should probably just stay home use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase that's two free beers or my favorite the nacho helmet uh what are you waiting for the promo code (laughs) ACAA $20 off your first purchase life's an event we have the tickets all right Dave uh, Kevin, you know, you ba- call you call it's a nacho. It's 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 really not just a nacho helmet. It's a it's a hat bowl. It's a hat I mean, bowl. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. a nacho. It's a nacho batting helmet, kind of. So here's the thing: Kevin bailed at the last minute, so I'm gonna have to rant about games of Thro- Game of Thrones uh, show finale being trash that no one will, that Kevin won't be able to enjoy my rant uh andrew may or may not join us because his mom is in town so people in the chat room feel free to fire as many fucking questions as you like uh so here's the thing we have people we have people listening from germany by the way live yeah. right now oh and what by the way i germany? did i did another uh patron spotlight this time i did monadula so in like a month you're gonna get all the information and insider facts and nuggets about the Netherlands Saints fans that you ever wanted in your entire life. But he actually has a cool story about how he met Thomas Morstead and stuck snuck into his family gathering. It's pretty cool. Um, So here's the thing. uh, 4.09 a.m. in Germany. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. What's that? It said it's 4.09 a.m. in Germany and somebody is listening to us right now. At 4.09 a.m. in the, uh, their time zone. Are they an insomniac or something? You need to go to bed. I don't know. You need to go to bed. I mean, that's why I, get, I say to the people that listen or, or you know, follow our Saints fans in foreign countries, I mean, 
you know, Montadula, it's like seven hours difference, man. So when the Saints kick off at 7 o'clock, he's getting up at like 3, 4 in the morning to watch the Monday night game. I mean, or a Sunday night game. That's dedication, man. Uh, so uh, the, 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 the Saints news that happened that we're going to touch on first is Tampa Bay is going to cut Gerald McCoy. And I know the Saints signed a bunch of oh, defensive yeah. linemen. Come to Papa. Come Mario to Papa. Edwards, and they signed Malcolm Brown. But I am all about players that the Saints face regularly that I feel like kick the Saints' ass, and Gerald McCoy has done that. And Sean Payton has a fetish, Dave, for NFC South players that do good against the Saints. Gerald McCoy, could it happen? I feel like Come I want to. Come on down. Come on down, Gerald McCoy. <laughs> um, I mean, could it happen? Yeah, I, possibly. I mean, what kind of contract do we think he's going to get? Saints right now have like, what, eight, nine million uh, cap space? Which, all I of mean, it? For the, for, yeah, Gerald McCoy would get all of it? I mean, for the Saints, that's like, that's like a lot. That's like, <laughs> it's like the mo- <laughs> most money they've ever had to spend in cap space. Um, so, you know, and, and obviously you could structure deals so that you don't, you don't even need all of that right now. So, uh, I, I, why not? I mean, come on. So Brian Hart, he says, I usually listen on demand. I work at a topless club in Dallas. If that is not our target demo, Dave, wait, can he, are, are they playing it? In the in the club, like the dancers are, are dancing no, I guess Bri- to the sound I, of our voice. I guess I guess Brian is off tonight. <laughs> so he asks, uh, Indomitian Sue or McCoy? You can only have one. Oh, I would take McCoy over Sue for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not even the, close. The thing is with McCoy is he's. He's still in his – he's still got a lot left. I think he's going to have a lot of suitors. Like, I, I think he'll be out of the Saints price range because I think he's going to get, like, four years, $40 million. He's going to get, like, nine or ten a year, and he's not going to – well, I mean, here's the thing. Does he want a ring chase or does he want one more deal? You know, like, if he's willing to ring chase, I think the Saints would be willing to give him a one-year deal with voidable whatever and pay him Probably eight to ten million if the Saints are interested. But if he wants forty-five million and twenty million guaranteed, he's not going to be. He's um, going to the Giants. Oh, is he going to? The, you saw that already? I think. So. I mean, no, no. I mean, I just, I just, I'm just saying. Like <laughs> people were talking heart, about Dave. the Giants as a potential landing spot for him. So the Giants—they don't make any sense. They're in like a full rebuild. I mean, they'd have to pay him a boatload of money because he. That, I mean, that's just going to be. What we're talking about. He, That's just going to be a wants to go for Yeah, well, if he wants to go for a ring, he can come to New Orleans. If he wants to get paid, he can go somewhere like Cleveland or New York or whatever. So we're going to do a programming note. We were going to do and, – and look, the, the, the cheesy graphic that I did for the live stream with uh, Nick Fairley's eyes bugging out of his head, Spagnola, Mike Cirillo, and Stephen, Stephon Anthony. That was It was going to be the final four of the Sean Payton – worst decision bracket but with no kevin and no andrew with me and dave here uh we're gonna post we're gonna push that off for a week so uh it'll be fine you i think that i think everybody would probably prefer that i mean we've been doing it every week we've been talking about the same topics uh when we do the bracket yeah every week so i think it's good i got to think blake will build up a little suspense build up some suspense (laughs) so i got to thinking dave you know there was a bit of Saints news, but it was on the ridiculous end. So, of course, it's it's one of the main things we're talking about tonight. Ted Ted Ginn is out here offering 
people ten grand uh, to race him. If they can beat him, he'll pay him ten grand. So it got me to thinking. Before we talk about is that a good idea for people, whatever. Is there anything in your life that you would feel confident enough enough if you did it versus someone that you if you if they did it better than you, you would be willing to pay them ten grand? Is there anything in your life that you're that good at? Oh wow, that's a good question. Um, no, not 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 really. <laughs> not I don't really. think mispronounced. I mean, I'm trying to. I'm, yeah, that's right. That's right. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships. The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, my best sport that I, you know, playing. It doesn't with... even have to be a sport. It can be any. I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm opening saying, it I'm to anything. Saying, like, my best... No, I understand. But, like, my best sport was hockey, and obviously – I'm, I'm I'd, I'd be in the NHL if if I felt <laughs> confident enough that I could beat anybody at that. Um, and so, I mean, I'm thinking about like what I do at work. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I'm really good at handling difficult customers. Like nobody handles a difficult customer better than me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's the only thing I could think of, I guess. I don't. I, I mean, I'm crippled. So I'm not the world's greatest dad, you know. So obviously, I'm, I have my flaws. Errant. I'm not I'm not perfect there either. Uh, I'm crippled, so any athletic event is out. <laughs> so just get that. Drinking, I feel like I'm past my prime. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No beating. I'm 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 not going head to head with like some twenty year old one year old uh two lane student. Uh, I not I, I could never do that anymore. So I can't drink I I mean you know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty patient with my my kid. I mean, I can deal with irate kids pretty well, but there, there's nothing. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Ted, I wonder, they have a bunch of people on Twitter that have tried to take Ted Ginn up on it, like a high school kid who ran like a 9-6 nine, nine, with win-aided. He's like, come yeah, on. Yeah, he set, the, he set the record. He set the record for fastest, uh, what, 100? Yeah. Yeah. Under 10 yeah. seconds. <laughs> So, um, wait. So, did Ginn take him up on the offer? Or no, I haven't. I don't know. I, I haven't seen that yet. But that would be that would be great if Ted Ginn would do that because that could fill time for us in June. So I'm all <laughs> for it. Well, then I, I saw I saw on Reddit. I thought there was something with um, you know, the Braves. You know, they have that Mister um, Freeze. Yeah. So that dude needs to challenge Ted Ginn too. And Ted Ginn won't get a five-second head start. <laughs> I don't know, man. They've had some people that I wouldn't say they've 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 won, they've beaten Freeze with the head start, you know, a oh, couple right. of people. So I don't know. 
Like, who I but I, I hope Ted can do that. You know, you know what would be cool, Dave, if if he lined up like five people and he raced them in like an hour window, and if he could just dust them all, that would be pretty fun. <laughs> I, if ESPN could put that on ESPN Plus, and I pay five dollars a month for ESPN Plus, I would I would stream that to my TV for an hour. To see if, if Ted Ted Ginn could roast some fools, would you would you would you watch that if ESPN put it on the Ocho? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would, but I'm a Saints fan. I'm not sure, uh, and and I'm on a Saints podcast, so I mean, I have to watch it. Um, I'm legally obligated to watch it, but I don't know whether uh, you know just some Joe Blow fan is going to watch that. Well, here's here's the thing, and look, I know nothing will not- beat the time I saw mini, mini miniature golf. On ESPN, it was like on ESPN two. It was Dude. like sometime in the middle of the day. They had mini golf on ESPN. They need more uh, of that. I I don't know if they still do it, but I remember in college they used to put on that fucking card game, Magic the Gathering, at like two in no. the morning. Oh, oh, I vaguely remember that. Because yeah, I, because because people that, that was people people that are under thirty probably don't remember this. But there was a time where ESPN. They didn't like now when ESPN doesn't have anything to run, they just either run a live sports center or they run sports center that's recorded, right? So basically right. from like ten at night to the next morning or, or however long, it's just sports center, sports center, sports center. That used to not be the case. Like they used to have Sports Center with Dan Patrick and Keith Oberman and they would run it and then they'd have like the West Coast version maybe. But at like one in the morning, they would start running weird shit. It would be like tractor pools and magic, the gathering. And they would run that from like one to like four or five. Then they would have exercise shows from like five to seven. And then they would start with the replay of the sports center, but they wouldn't do that until seven, eight in the morning. And, uh, they would put on like weird shit. I, I, I would watch the Ted Yin roasting. You know what he should do too, Dave? They should, they should have people this is from for like charity, high schools right? this and different is colleges, you know? Yeah, they could they could they could fill. I think if they did it, Dave, I think they could fill half of the Tulane football stadium, like not the full stadium, but they could they could just sell tickets to one side for charity. I think people in New Orleans would show up for that. Oh, they could. You you might even be able to fill up the whole thing. I mean, people (laughs) uptown, I mean, people uptown, you know, that's that's easy just to head on over to to Yeoman Stadium, uh, bring the kids or whatever, uh, you know, on like a random Tuesday afternoon, especially in the summer. Uh, I, that would, I think that would, that would totally make a bunch of, make a bunch of money, just like the charity softball thing. I think yeah. they're doing, uh, where are they doing the charity? I think they're having that at, at, at Greer Field. Oh, wow. Uh, Church and Stadium. I think they're having that charity softball game at Tulane. Yeah. So, um, People are saying in the in the chat room about they're they're talking about McCoy while we're talking about Ted Ginn racing. And Alex asks, imagine a front four with McCoy when Rankins gets back. I like McCoy, Alex, just because I don't know. And we talked about this last week. I don't know what Rankins is going to be when he gets back in November. I don't think you can just say, oh, he's going to be back and he's going to be. 2018 Rankins, which was the best Rankins we've ever seen. So I would love McCoy as sort of a deluxe insurance policy against Rankins struggling, coming back later, not being the same guy. Like 
I would love it. And, and, and to me, Dave, like, burn that cap space. Like, they, they've signed all the draft <laughs> picks, right? Like, it does. Like, you can't. Like, you can roll it over a little bit, but, like, it didn't. Yeah, you like, can, if you're not spending it, it didn't help when you win a Super Bowl, you know? No. No, but you, you can roll it over, especially if you're, you know, expecting uh, you're going to need to pay, uh, you know, your once-in-a-lifetime wide receiver named Michael Thomas and your <laughs> once-in-a-lifetime, uh, you know, do-everything-back and Alvin Kamara. So they, they might want to consider actually saving some of that money. Uh, but, but going back to Rankins, this isn't uh, – I wouldn't necessarily call this a hot take, but you can call it that if you want. But uh, I, I personally – I think Saints fans just need to forget about Rankins for 2019. I mean, I, I just – I think it's going to be a wash for him. I don't I don't think he's going to be coming back until later in the season. When he does come back, I think it's going to take a good little while for him to get up to speed. Um, I, I just I, – I think we should just shelve Rankins for 2019 and, uh, I, and just and, – and look to 2020. I, to be I, I agree, and that's why I'm – Really, really hoping that they, Sean Payton gets the fever for an NFC South player, and um, and and does it so and goes after him because I just I just think like you like I, you can't you know I know Okafor bounced back from his Achilles but they said Rankins was worse and also. Okafor did his halfway through the 2017 season, so he had way longer to recover. I mean, Rankins did that middle January. Um, so right. I yeah. know, I know this is a Saints podcast, and we'll get to uh, the people in the chat room. But I, I want to touch on something that uh, Andrew did to me today that I didn't appreciate at all. Uh, the Pelicans won the lottery and got Zion, and. Uh, I left a voicemail uh, on Andrew's phone <laughs> that I thought was in privacy and was intimate and he wouldn't leak to the world, but he leaked it to the world. And this is what it sounded like. The, the moment the Pels got Zion, this is what I do when I'm not doing this podcast. The Pels got Zion, dude. They got Zion. They got Zion. Oh, I've never been this happy. That's the entirety of the voicemail, Dave. I'm, you know, well, I'm, I'm glad in the voicemail that you say that you're happy because otherwise I would have thought you were in a lot <laughs> you wouldn't of pain. Have, no. I, I, it sounded like you were in a lot of pain. My wife. My wife. You know, uh, so. My wife. When they when, when when they got Zion, I was running around the house, and she's like, "Who is this? Zion? I've never. Who is Zion Williams? I don't know what this. Is. Why are you so excited about basketball?" And I'm like, "You don't understand. He's so good." But the reason why I bring that up is, Dave, it's been a rough fucking year, sports wise, for Louisiana, right? You know, the Saints in the NFC Championship game. LSU had their coach suspended. I know you don't necessarily care about that, but he ended up coming back. We've had a lot of rough. The Anthony Davis wanting to get trade. You know, he said, I, I want to get traded. So the Pels had to shut him down, and their season started out so good. They started 4 0. They ended up, it was a total disaster. So 2019 has really been a horrible, horrible sports year for Louisiana, I think you could argue. And that was the first, like, ray of sunshine in the dark clouds. Uh, do you think 
that winning the lottery is a turning point that maybe it shows that the rest of 2019 isn't going to be as shitty as the f- beginning of 2019. I mean, <laughs> you know, if those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it, uh, you know, <laughs> let, let's let's look at where we are with Anthony Davis. I mean, th- this whole Zion hype, we haven't seen this hype since when? Oh, yeah, that's right. Anthony Davis, when the Pelicans won the lottery and got Anthony Davis. And look what they've done. Um, look at the situation we're in now. So I, it, it's great that they won the lottery. It's great that they won the opportunity to draft Zion. Um, but it's, it's, it's... Angry Ocho said, is Zion a terminal illness? That's what it <laughs> sounded like. I mean, it's, it's more than that. It's, the, the big question is, is like, what the hell are they going to do with him? How are they going to build a team around him? Are, are, are they going to keep AD? Now, this, I mean, that, this whole thing is like totally, you know, s- switched me because obviously, you know, AD, forget it. I wanted him gone. I, I, you know, the whole that's all folks shirt thing. I think that, that was such a, a douchey dick move. <laughs> Um, and now, and now I'm like, well, shit. Nah, and then you know, he did. The worst wanna, thing was he didn't still, even own. He's, it. Really he's awesome like, I just, I just wore yeah, that yeah. shirt because they put it out. Like, I just wore that shirt because right, they put it right. out for my me. Mother like, late, right. he, my mother laid it out. Admit that he doesn't dress himself or pretend that he doesn't dress himself. <laughs> right. Then just say, yeah, I wore the shirt. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um. So, but so now I'm intrigued because now I want to see two of potentially the best basketball players in the NBA play together um, on our team, on a, new, on a New Orleans team. So, I don't know. I, do, how do you feel about AD now? Do you want him gone or do you want him I to want stay? Him, I mean, I want him to stay, but I don't think he wants to stay because he – I mean, because now he's going to he be – if he stays, he'll be – he'll get the Mega Max contracts, but he'll be in a small market and he'll be overshadowed by the new guy, Zion. But I think – and and uh, me and Andy well, this is either about winning a championship or it's not. And I don't think Anthony, I don't think Anthony Davis cares. I think he wants to go somewhere where he's the star and he can do more okay. marketing uh, and be in a big okay. city and all that. Like, okay, you know. But my thing is, Dave, I think the best part of this is for all the Saints fans here that are Nola fans too. Is this is going to make training camp get here so fast? Because June and July is going to just – the Pelicans are going to dominate the news cycle on ESPN for the NBA. And usually – Dave, you've been, you've been doing this podcast with me since we started. You know that, like, from the middle of June to the middle of the July, it just – it's agony – not Brutal. doing the the podcast necessarily because that's only one at one that's only once a week. But yeah. it's agony like waiting for the Saints to finally get here in the preseason. But I think the the Pelicans will help us get to that point faster if that makes sense. It's going to make the the summer just zip on by. Well, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, why? What do, what do they do? What what do they do in the summer as far as basketball? Well, they'll have the draft. They'll have the draft at the end of June, oh, and then they'll right. have free. Then they'll have the NBA right. draft in end of June. Then they'll have to trade AD, and then they'll have NBA free agency in July. And the Pelicans will basically control that because they'll have the top pick in the draft, and they'll either trade AD, agree to a trade, and get more picks during the draft, or they'll trade him after the draft, and teams will have to wait to see 
what the Pelicans do with AD before they can sign other free agents or teams are going to wait to see what happens. You know, like Kevin Durant may be like, well, I'm going to wait to sign with the Knicks to see if Anthony Davis gets traded there. And it's like everything's going to be dependent upon the Pelicans in in free agency for the NBA. So July is just going to be the Pelicans month. They're just going to run the news cycle. And it'll just They don't have make- to trade they don't have to trade AD till February. I mean, no. they could they could they could start the season with the two of them, see how things pan out. I hope they do. Uh see how that goes and obviously if it doesn't go well, then they can start <laughs> uh you know, then they can start entertaining offers. He, somebody says Brandon Cooks needs to challenge Ted Ginn. Brandon Cooks versus Ted Ginn. I I'd watch that. I would take I would take Cooks over Ginn. I mean, come on. Would Cooks you take is Cam- Would you take Camara over Ted Ginn? Um, I don't and, know about that. And that. if Ted Ginn is in the st- if they're doing it at the Tulane football stadium, you got to have a briefcase full of cash, right? Like right there. <laughs> You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to give you $10,000. Like, the giant check would be lame, right? you got to have $10,000 cash money. Right. In ones. <laughs> or two, $2 bills. $5,000 bills. And, and nickels, rolls of nickels. <laughs> you know, Marshawn Lynch, he did an interview for the uh, the, the AF – what was it? The, AA, the AAF? And oh, look, we've already, we've already forgotten – <laughs> yeah, he, he did it. only lasted him, three months, and he made them fucking pay him in nickels. <laughs> they had to bring five thousand dollars of nickels to his hotel room, which I thought by him was fucking amazing that he was smart enough to know that that league wasn't financially viable. And he's like, "No, no, pay me in cash right now, and I want it in nickels." And they did it. So. Wow. Like I picked the wrong week to put amphetamines. Uh, I don't know. By the way, you gotta you gotta throw out you gotta ask people on Twitter whether they got any questions too. Yeah. So uh, people, this is like hey, they I'm have here, guys. football questions. Uh, Somebody, what, what do you think of? Uh, th- this is from uh, ALV Saint fifty five. Is, just is Ralph see. just ignoring me? Yes. <laughs> Are you here, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> no, jump I'm right not in. Here. No, there I'm not you here. Go. You're so Andrew. So I got on. I got on. Uh, I told the people what you did today, where you leaked my voicemail that I that I <laughs> that I that I left you, and uh, and uh, people thought it was really funny. Somebody people say it sounded like I had a seizure, uh, but people are asking questions, and this is just to torment me, Andrew. They want me to pronounce that freaking running back from Nebraska, Ozig. Bo. They're like, is Ozzie Bo going to be the third or second string running back or the fourth guy? Is he going to be on special? Like three different people asked me that. They just want me to f- butcher that name. That's all that is. Have you, uh, isn't it a Zigbo? A, a Zigbo? A Zigbo. So yeah, have well, you ever seen him carry Ralph the football one time? Correctly. Andrew. Wait, what? Have you ever seen a Zigbo or whatever the hell his name? Have you ever seen him carry the ball one time at Nebraska? Uh, I had never watched him live, but when the Saints got him, I watched highlights. So I know it's a Zigbo because watching his highlights, I hear like the announcer go, oh, you know, Zigbo takes it to the end zone. Yeah, so. So Torben asked, this is a good question, Andrew. Should we keep our picks in cap space for October improvements or should we go and land Gerald McCoy right now? Uh, I mean – on the surface, there's a lot to like about McCoy. He's awesome. <laughs> he, 
<laughs> I mean, if you're gonna do it, why stop midstream? Oh, I picked the wrong week. Quit sniffing blue. I got a little. I got a little itchy with the trigger finger. <laughs> I wanted to play. I, wanted I mean, you might as well do the air horn now too. I mean. What? What I wanted to do, Andrew, was I wanted to say if the Saints would sign Gerald McCoy in the next 20 minutes, I could play this, and it would be the greatest moment in the history of this podcast. I could play the breaking news music. But okay, Ralph wants that so bad. Um, but, you know, listen, I, I, I'm not sure there's a place for him on the team. I mean, there's always a place for good players. There's but, not a place for awesome? Well, I mean, when you think about rank, I mean, that, would that not feel a little bit like Adrian Peterson? And I say that because you've got Onyemata, you've got Rankins, you've yes. got Mario Edwards, you've got uh, Malcolm Brown. So you've got really four guys in that defensive tackle rotation. And you have Stallworth, who's kind of your fifth defensive tackle, and that's a guy you liked. So... I mean, I'm not. It's not like McCoy wouldn't play over some of those guys. Of course he would, but to me, that's all of those guys. Crowded. It's a little crowded. Yeah, he would play over all those guys, but I, I don't know, man. I I could be wrong. I just feel like there's not an obvious fit other than you're getting a good player and crowding. The other position. than a fantastic podcast, Andrew, in the middle of June when they sign him and we can play the Gerald McCoy hype train. Besides that, <laughs> I mean, I'm into it. Yeah, let's sign him. I mean, he's he, into it. <laughs> he doesn't sound into it. So I don't know. I mean, is is he really going to be awesome? Yes, yes, he's gonna. He's. You're convinced. You're convinced no. this is not a Nick Fairley move. No, 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 I, no. I, I don't think so at all. I mean, uh, what? Would it, but, Andrew, here's the thing. I guess. I mean, this. I mean, I, I, I think I agree with you, Dave. But I just want to point out, you are the guy, this <laughs> podcast that always dies on the hill of, well, if he's not good enough for Team A, why are the Saints interested? That's like your well, because <laughs> this is card. I know, but this is also my ideal. It's. I'm glad you mentioned that because this is also, I. This is the ideal scenario in which, uh, you want. A player to be released. I mean, he's still a good player. He's just his contract was too fat, and the team just did not want to pay that much money. Uh, you know, it's not like he wasn't good. It's not like uh, he had a shitty season last season. Uh, it's not like he's coming off an injury. It's just a money thing. Um, so this is the ideal kind of free agent to me in my mind. Well, here's here's the thing, um, Andrew. I guess the question is. You know, I'm sure it will come out re- rather quickly whether the Saints would be interested in, or wouldn't be. And, and I don't, I don't, I agree with you. I think they just signed a bunch of dudes. I don't necessarily think they'll be interested in. Him. But here's my question to you: Do you think Gerald and I asked me and Dave were discussing this before you jumped in? Do you think Gerald McCoy is looking to get paid another contract, or do you think he'll ring chase? I think it's a little bit of both, and that's why I am terrified he's going to the Rams. He's going to be the Sioux replacement. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm nervous the Rams are going to pounce on this. He'd be an upgrade over Sioux because Sioux just, Sioux just doesn't give a shit for long shots. I mean, I almost, I almost think, I almost think the Saints should sign him just to make sure. <laughs> now you're Rams talking, don't. Andrew. Now you're talking. There you That's go. That's what we want to know. Welcome aboard. 
Um, so it took um, me a second. Andrew, if Ralph hasn't done it already, throw out ask ask for questions on Twitter. Well, are well, we going to do gonna the say, uh, worst Sean Payton moves? Oh, I no? guess now. Yeah, I guess we we because you joined us, so we got we're going to do the final four now. I so let's get to it. Um, Speaking got, of Nick Fairley. We got Nick Fairley extension, the nine seed versus allowing Mike Cirillo in the building. And oh, by the way, is my cheesy collage of the, the final four left over? Dude, Mike Cirillo. I, I don't know. I can't like, even see because it's so fucking blurry. Jesus it's clear Christ now. Refresh the, refresh the page and it'll be nice and clear. Uh, All right. Cirillo looks like Paul Servino's retarded son that they keep in the basement. In in uh in um Goodfellas. So I can kind of see that. No, it just got blurry <laughs> again. It was clear, now it's blurry. So well, here's why I lasted. So here here's the thing. Andrew, you start us off. Nick Fairley's extension or allowing Cirillo in the billion building, who you got? Uh allowing Cirillo. I mean, this fairly thing has lasted long enough, but like they've given plenty of guys extensions and it hasn't worked out. And I mean, it was just ridiculous that he had the heart ailment, like as the ink was drying. I mean, that, that part was ridiculous. I mean, that really did feel like a 80s Saints move. It really did. I mean, it was like a Dale Carter moment. Um, but I, I just think at the end of the day, the whole Perillo thing. The Vit testimony. I mean, how could you ever let a guy like that? Yeah, I, I realize that sometimes you just don't know until you know it plays out. But I mean, that whole situation is today the worst day of your life. Yeah, exactly. Who do you think broke the news to Loomis that like he had the heart ailment? Was it like a like an intern? Was it like a Saints doctor? Like who who'd they make give Loomis the bad news, Dave, on Nick Fairley's heart being defective? Uh, there's no way they could give that to an intern because that, that kid would, he'd, 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 he'd never work for the saints ever again. He'd be so distraught. Well, isn't, uh, isn't it the same doctors that misdiagnosed bro? Yep. <laughs> uh, that was before they were, they were let go. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think the, I think the head guy is, should be the head doctor should be the one who breaks that news. That's his job. But I think on yeah. some level they're pissed at them because they feel like, I, I mean, I feel like it was the, the relationship with the doctors was already strained because the bro situation was like the camel, the bro. I think the bro situation in isolation, they probably don't get fired for that. But I, I just felt like clearly Loomis and Peyton weren't happy about something with their doctors leading up to the bro thing. And I, I mean, think it clearly, was a situation. I mean, they blew, they, they blew up the, um, the Pel- they blew up the Pelicans medical staff and hired the, the, the super trainer from Phoenix. Um, so you got to go Cirillo. I mean, we've been over the last couple of weeks, the, the, the Joe Vitt testimony about how he's a liar. I'm going to sue him. 
his story, his his fabricated stories about you know his, you know he had a relative die and the, the the Saints offered to fly him home on the Benson jet and then he said ah, I don't need it and then he said he, he apparently he borrowed money from people and they were in when they remember when they went to Vegas for that trip when they were like ah we're done with our draft work we're going to Vegas and and that was what was that twenty that was the twenty fourteen draft Andrew uh it was yeah. And when it was a total disaster, but they apparently they went to Vegas and and, they, and Mike Cirillo pulls up and he gets out of a limo with like three hookers and, and Joe Vitt's like, this guy said he's broke and he's pu- getting out of a limo. So like, it's got to be, it's got to be Cirillo, Dave. I mean, the, the Nick Fairley thing, you were right about it. You can take, you take your victory lap, but Nick Fairley, he cannot win this turn. His contract extension cannot win this, this turn. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not voting for Nick Fairley. I'm definitely voting for Cirillo. I mean, Bounty Gate was... You know, was a a league-wide uh, news story, um, and that 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 the NFL had never seen the likes of of this kind of punishment, and probably never will ever again. Uh, and fairly was just a, a you know a disappointment and a misstep by the Saints. So, uh, Cerullo for sure. So before we get to the other bracket. Uh, Stefan Anthony and Steve Spagnuolo. Andrew, Davenport is missing OTAs because of his foot injury. When do we officially begin to panic about Davenport? It's not yet, obviously. But when in training camp do we start to worry about him uh, not being on the practice field? Because people are asking that. If he's not playing the first preseason game, I'm officially worried. Uh, that's fair. Dave, when do you start worrying about Davenport? Um, yeah, I would even say if he's not, uh, uh, training camp, if he's not practicing during training camp, uh, that's a concern. Uh, day one, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Torben asks, is the hype train Ralph's morning alarm clock? Uh, no, Torben, this is my morning alarm clock. They got Zion. That that's my morning. That's my morning alarm. Uh, my morning there's alarm. Our, right now it, there's, it a, there's our new show. The best part about that voicemail is when I listened to it, I didn't know that the Pelicans had the first pick. <laughs> They got Zion. It's like it's like I it's like I transferred. Oh. It's like I it's like I became a wrestling uh, announcer and had a seizure at the same time. Uh, well, we get to hear what you having a seizure sounds like every week, actually. Hey, hey we're plugged into the like... hardwire. Don't jinx it, Andrew. We're, we're doing <laughs> fine right about now. Hey, who who won the uh, Cirillo Fairly thing? Sorry, I wasn't. I missed that. Sweet. Two to one or three zero. Three zero. Three zero. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Ralph, I'm, I'm going to submit this on the. Uh, your voicemail so, kind of sounds like um, the Hindenburg. Uh, <laughs> uh, or who, who, when? When do they say? Oh, the humanity! Oh my yeah. God! They've killed him. That's a that's a wrestling <laughs> announcer. I forget. Uh, I, I forget his name. 
Wait, so are we doing the other Final Four? We We're are. doing that next week? We are. We got people okay. that uh McCoy actually said he wants he's he wants to play for a contender. So that will be interesting. But he can play Not for a, a contender. He can play you for know, a contender. You know who a contender is, right? What's the that, Rams. Andrew? The Rams. the Rams are a contender. Yeah. They How sure much are. cap space do they have? Uh, do they know. still have a bazillion? Dave, do you Dave do you do you know? Uh, hold on. No. Let me. I'll I'll search this. I don't know the cap space of other teams. Mike to tell you. Mike Dettelier points out when players win against Peyton, he never forgets. Gerald McCoy, he had that one game against the Saints. The Rams have less cap space than the Saints. Wow. Yeah. So what do they have? Six million. What do the Saints <laughs> have? Eight and a half? Nine? Eight and a half, yeah. Uh, this is from over the cap? Mm-hmm. Shout Good out to my bot. cat. Thanks, Brian. Good bot. <laughs> so, um... I mean, I would think. I would think. Well, do you think teams would wait on Gerald McCoy, Andrew? Because if you sign him post June one, you get more. The it factors into the compensatory formula. So you. Well, no, because he was released, so he doesn't count as a real free agent. Ah. It has to be guys that have expiring contracts. So guys that get cut and then get picked up by someone else that doesn't count against the formula. Yeah, Ralph, don't you know anything? Jeez. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the compensatory formula is like the Google SEO formula to rank shit when you type in it on Google. Like, no one knows it except, like, one dude, and they don't tell you. Uh, so the other so matchup... Like quarterback da- rating. <laughs> it is. Dave, number seven seed, Stephon Anthony, number three seed, Steve Spagnola. Who you got? I'm, I'm honestly surprised that both of these guys made it this far. Um, surprised nobody else has taken them out yet. I'm gonna. This is tough. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Stefan Anthony. I, I think that. Um, I think that he was re- he was really supposed to be. Uh, he was supposed to turn the defense around. And, and, he, you know, for years to come, he never did. Spagnolo, I don't, well, I guess, I don't know. You could say the same thing about him, too, I guess. Shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Spagnolo, <laughs> though, was only, Spagnolo was only one year, and I feel like they reset it very well with Rob. I mean, Rob Ryan started out fantastic, right? Uh, yeah. But as Andrew, as you went through last week, I mean, they, they, they needed a linebacker, and the Saints – what was it, Andrew? They had five good. They had five linebackers picked from when Stephon Anthony got picked to like pick sixty, and three of them were good, and the other two were Kikaha and Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, Kikaha, but, but look, Anthony was definitely a bust and a disappointment, but he did give us that game against the Panthers where he scored eight points by himself. He did give us, you know, that. I mean, he had moments as rookie year. I mean, he, I would say he was bad overall, but he had over 100 tackles. He had some, he made some plays. Like, he wasn't, I think the weird thing is after his rookie year, it wasn't like we were all left saying, I can't believe the Saints picked Anthony. I think we all felt like, man, this is a promising player. He's going to be good. And then it was year two and after that, he kind of fell apart. So, 
we got one year of Spagnola, and he turned in the worst defense in NFL history. <laughs> so when I compare the two, I'm picking Spags. Man, I don't know. He might have swayed me, Juge. I mean, Sp- the thing is that's interesting to me, Dave, is – and look, we can't – you can't do it because it's all hypothetical. But as bad as Spags was and as bad as the players like didn't respect him and were just doing whatever they wanted, do you think if Peyton had been there in 2012, do you think he would have pulled the plug on Spags? If Peyton had been there, he would have been fired sooner. You think you think Peyton would have pulled the plug year one, like week eight? Yes. Ooh, it was Dave. that bad. Dave? Possibly. Yeah, very, very possible. So who you got, Dave? And that's also why, yeah, and I mean, well, and that's, you know, because Peyton wasn't there, so it's, we, we, we don't really, you know, I, I feel like we. Peyton wouldn't have, done, wouldn't have done anything different. He doesn't coach defense. No, but he well, he 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 tinkers, doesn't he? Doesn't he kind of get involved, maybe to the dismay of of the defensive coordinators? Um, You're making the case that Spagnola would have been even worse with Sean Payton there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with I'm going with Stefan Anthony. Oh man, oh, it's so hard. Because because now you're you're going through and 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 whoever is it, whoever I pick is got a chance to win this and I I feel like you gotta go spags man yeah I think I gotta I gotta go spags because I, I, well, I'm gonna tell you right now it doesn't matter who you pick because I'm voting for Cerullo. <laughs> <laughs> the what year was that the Saints defense was twenty twenty twelve twelve yeah. I mean, and the thing is that was funny is that defense, it started out atrocious, and it basically made RG3 a star after a half of football. Like the Saints looked like they had never seen a spread play their entire fucking life. They gave up 7,042 yards. (laughs) Oh, my God. Goodness gracious, that is a lot of fucking yards. Um, they were they were thirty second in the NFL against the run, like, and thirty first against the pass. It, like, it, I mean, it, it did not matter what you called. How many how many yards did they give up total? Set over seven thousand. Yeah, that's like three Brandon Browner pass interference penalties. <laughs> So they got a. I mean, they 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 traded Stephon Anthony and they got a fifth round pick for him. But before we continue, uh, you, you want to know you know you want to know what else is funny? Their average salaries that year, or their total salaries on defense was fifty seven point five million. The Seahawks, who were the number one defense in the NFL that year, won the Super Bowl and only allowed fifteen points per game. Their total salaries were thirty one point eight million on defense. Yeah. $25 million less. That was that was all their defense, and none of their stars had gotten paid yet, right? Like, they were all draft yes. picks, right? Um, True. So before we get – we'll get to the final next week. But before we get to the questions and a couple more things, I want to remind you guys about my – Wait, book. so you're going you're going Spags, right? I'm going Spags all, okay. all the way. It's got to be right. It's got to be Spags. And I tell – the thing is with Spags is I just – and I say I've 
people that listen to podcasts hear me tell this all the time. Walking out of the stadium, the final game of the year, my mom was like, they got to fire him. And I'm like, they can't fire him and start over again. And she's like, what do you mean? It can't be any worse. We They can't have this again. And I was like, they're not going to fire him. They're going to keep him another year. But as soon as the day Sean Payton got back, he probably sent a text to Spags. It was like, uh, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. You know? So before we get to the wrap of the podcast, uh, I want to talk about my bookie between their live in-game betting endless props and fantasy sports wager there's something for everyone with the best player perks in the sports books business they've been good to us and they'll be good to you they're they're hooking our listeners up all month visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code happy25 when creating your account to get your 50% bonus laying down 100 you'll get an extra 50 to play that's m y b o o k i e .ag promo code happy25 25 you play you win you get paid um so can you here's the thing about spags dave that's so remarkable he in spite of what he did with the saints he kept getting high profile gigs and the chiefs not only hired him as defensive coordinator he is making most of the personnel calls on their defense like they are like we hired spagnola spags what do you want to make this defense good and he's like get rid of justin houston uh trade the dude to san francisco sign frank clark bring in the honey badger and it all sounds good on paper but would you trust spagnola to run your fucking defense if you were a super bowl contender dave no, no, I would not. <laughs> I certainly would not. I, I mean, obviously that's not fair. Like, if Stagnola was your defensive coordinator the entire season and he got you to the Super Bowl, then yes, I would trust him. But if 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 uh, if I had a different defensive coordinator the whole season, all of a sudden he got the flu the week of the Super Bowl, and you were like, <laughs> "Quick, we got to get another defensive coordinator in here." Uh, it wouldn't be Spagnolo. That wouldn't be my first phone call, no. Torben says, plot twist, Peyton's Fleur de Lee tattoo is his worst decision ever, and we all <laughs> just have no idea about how horrible it is. I, I got to <laughs> say, if, if we could get a picture of it, it's in play for sure. <laughs> It'd be in play. I mean, By the way, the I thing- just want to point out that uh, in the finals, we have a Cerullo versus... Spagnolo, you, you, you seeing a, a common theme here? Uh, I am. Uh, <laughs> we are denigrating your people, Dave. But I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's democracy it's a lot of, in action. A lot of a uh, lot of a lot of a lot of vowels. A lot of <laughs> names <laughs> ending in, ending in O. <sighs> Any Chad says any amount of money in the world that the Chiefs defense is a bottom three defense. Well, they were they were I mean they were I think they were last against the run. Um, so, it, it, Andrew, you look at back at this bracket. It, I don't know if you have the the page in front of you. Do you do you see any like what surprises of the four? I'm stunned. I'm stunned that Jarris Bird didn't get through. Yeah. Uh, I'm stunned that Junior Gallette didn't get through. Like this final, the final two, it it shocks me. Yeah, the Greenbrier was out early. I mean, that was sad. I worked so hard on that promo. 
I won't play it because it tends to eat our audio alive, but uh, it was amazing. <laughs> so, uh, it, I mean, people have said that this is our, this is their favorite weird bracket that we did. I mean, this one's been fun. Do you think, Dave, that this one was more fun than the quarterback one or Saints, Saints uh, player? That we that people hated the most. I this one's been amazing for the jokes. I mean, I, I figured this would be like a twelve team, sixteen team bracket. That it got to thirty two was amazing. But Dave, besides, do you think this is our best bracket? What surprised you the most about it? As we get, we'll do the championship next week. Yeah, I mean, this is probably my favorite. This is you know everything was contemporary. It was the Sean Payton era, so I don't have the memory like you guys do. So. <laughs> I was able to contribute more, so I'm biased as far as that's concerned. But, um, but no, this was more fun and, um, and I, you know, a, a little less. Even even though it's got a negative, it's got an overall negative theme to it. It's not as um, uh, well. I guess first I of all, say, the timing's good because we've been successful. Right. Yeah. Right, but it's, it's not as negative as like you know most hated Sean Payton players or whatever. I, I don't know. That was you know that was that was like maybe a little too much negativity. But yeah, um, listen, I don't know if anyone has a personal connection to Sean Payton that listens to this podcast. Probably not. But I'm going to say this right now. I am personally inviting Sean to come on this show, and <laughs> I'm going to tell Sean, Coach Payton, hey, you know, if you want to weigh in. Between allowing Cerullo in the building and Spagnola, if you want to come on this show <laughs> and give us your two cents on which of the two was your worst decision, uh, we I standing offer to come on here and give us your take. So not only that, maybe okay. he'll, also, also this, we maybe he'll take us up. I mean, I I really hope he considers it because this bracket was a work of art, and it's all thanks to him. <laughs> it was, and we, Sean, we, we if you tattoo. come on. We will donate all of our patron donations to your favorite charity, and I will personally ship you a magnet and a koozie to the Saints office. How can you say no to that? The koozie is pretty awesome. It is. I mean, so, Sean, just come on. We won't keep you the whole hour. We just need, like, 20 minutes. We'll just go through the final eight of the bracket, and you can tell us which one is the worst. Uh... So, speaking of koozies, people, get over to Patreon, sign up, get a koozie. It's amazing. And I implore you people, I love, we love all our patrons, even the ones on Podbean. But why would you sign up on Podbean when you don't get anything for free? Go over to Patreon and sign up at the $3.28 level and you get a free koozie. We had four of you people sign up on Podbean. Jim, Carl, and I wrote the name. Jim, Carl, Stan, and I'm not going to butcher this name because he is Merlick. I'm not even going to say it, but it starts with an M. You people, you all signed up at the $3 level, but you did it on Podbean, so you don't get a koozie. Get over to Patreon. You won't get charged for you. Why are you people doing this stuff? I, mean, I want to give away these koozies. Dave, how many of these koozies did I order? Like 200? Uh, what? It, uh, maybe 300. Yeah, it was at, I, least I own, at least 200. At least 200. Yeah, like I've got like 150 of these things left. 
maybe more. So get over to Patreon, and we will. My wife. My wife. My wife. Yeah, uh, my wife. We'll, we'll ship it to you and send you a nice handwritten thank you note. So do it. Dude, uh, I, I gotta. I gotta say, next year I already know what bracket we're gonna do, and I want to thank Torben for reminding me of this. Um, but uh, we're, we're gonna have to do a Drew Brees worst decision ever. And you know, the investment in the diamonds, and you know, there, 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 there's a bunch of stuff, but I, I submit that one of the top seeds has to be uh, marketing bracelets with his kids' DNA in it. That, that's got to be in there, yeah. I mean, Advocare is pretty I bad. Um, so glad you brought that up. I, I just got that email today, I got the uh the the press release or whatever <laughs> about the dna bracelets you you guys saw you guys saw that i mean did did he tweet that out today did he yes that today? i think it was, I mean, it was this week yeah i feel like there's a 30 percent chance that in 10 years drew Brees is going to be broke and hawking a smoker at 3 a.m on an infomercial like, he may be a Hall of Fame quarterback, and we love him, but I'm not sure he's good with money. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, he, he was host in the, in the Hauser scheme, too. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Johns has to be a top seed. Yeah. He building a Jimmy Johns empire in a pool boy town. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's got to be top seed material right there. That's a, that is a that's a good bracket. Well, I don't know though. It's it, it's fun, but can we get to thirty two, Andrew? I don't know. We need at least sixteen. We'll have to think about it. We'll, we'll file that one away. Yeah. But uh, all right, guys. Thanks for joining us again in the live stream. Uh, I know Andrew, you hate when I jinx it, but this has been like two or three weeks in a row where we have not had any serious audio issues because I'm hardwired in through the Ethernet. Uh, thanks again to everybody in the chat room. Uh, we love you guys. This is fun. Uh, next week we'll do the champion of the Sean, the worst Sean Payton decision bracket. Uh, catch us tomorrow. Uh, all week on The Daily Show. Sign up. It's $7 a month. You get a podcast every freaking day. So we didn't even talk about Game of Thrones because Kevin wasn't here. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who was MIA, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Uh, uh.